jumping in. Hello, Facebook. Uh, nice to see you all. So look, uh, Startup Business Q&A episode 91, and it's content marketing today. This is not going to be the only time we cover content marketing. We kind of do most sessions anyway, right? But uh, this one in particular, uh, I reached out and asked if anyone wanted us to focus purely on content marketing, and the, uh, the response was strong. So uh, that's what we'll focus on today. I have your questions. I have tea because, you know, I'm in the UK and the uh, the Duchess of Cambridge. And those who you don't know who that is, she's the one who uh, who married Prince William, second in line for the throne, is just got into labour. So third um, royal in that family being born uh, uh, at, as we speak. So it's uh, I've got to have tea. Right. That makes sense to be entirely British. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to focus on content marketing. That's across platforms. Um, uh, it feels like I'm bragging lately uh, <laughs> about in, about LinkedIn. I'm not. I'm just uh, really impressed with how the basics I'm applying there are really working. So if you're not all in on LinkedIn, it is pretty much my number one platform at the moment. It's just doing so well. It's overtaken Facebook. The, um, the engagement is wonderful. So maybe the algorithm is really working. Uh, but if you have a question on any kind of content marketing, LinkedIn or otherwise, uh, we'll cover it here. So ping into the comments. Uh, I've got open um, Facebook right here, uh, YouTube and Instagram as well. So sip of tea and we'll start. Uh, if you have a question, uh, I think there's a few people writing now. So ping them in. But hello, Ajani. Hello, William. Hello, uh, Mike Arena. Hello, Rosemary. Hello, Farid. Hello, Cora. Hello, Constantino. Hello, Inspiriverse. Could go on all night, couldn't I? <laughs> and uh, and hello, everyone who's listening on the podcast as well. Uh, it's awesome that you guys originally asked for it and, uh, and are using it so much. That's fantastic. Tea out the way. Let's go. So first question is from Chilan Geinger. So I hope I said your name right. I always have difficulty with that one, Chilan. And by the way, if you haven't listened to her podcast, it's called Entrepreneur uh, Before 25. I was actually on it recently, even though I'm 37, uh, but I kind of was helping out, uh, giving some ideas on, on sales and basics on that. Uh, so it's a really strong podcast. And this week she's hitting her 100th episode. So shout out to you, Chilan. And thanks so much for, for the interview. It was really good fun uh, when you asked me on your show. And she asked, what are your thoughts on YouTube ads? For getting your business's message out there are we missing out if we don't advertise on youtube or is it just for a certain type of product or service look it's difficult and this is going to probably be a bit of a theme if we talk about ads today hello everyone uh, hello uh, everyone saying hello that's very kind uh, on on instagram the reality is when you come to advertising on any platform if you haven't if you can engage with an audience there because there is an audience that is going to listen to your kind of thing then you should be trying to do it it's as simple as that if i was doing something that was this is a little bit of an extreme example to prove the point but something uber um geeky and technical um or something related to um you know, I, I don't know, something, something that doesn't really necessarily fit with the Pinterest platform, for instance, then running ads on that might not work so much because it might not entirely be the, the platform I should be working against. What, what are my thoughts on YouTube ads for getting your business's message out? Great, they'll be really good. But the problem about ads is not do they work on a platform? So the answer is always yes, but only when you use them properly, which means you have to have decent content uh, sent out in the right way, so you're using your ads correctly, otherwise you're going to miss a trick there. Um, because 
that's when people say things like, oh, Facebook ads don't work. What they really mean is my Facebook ads didn't work because you didn't get it right. Um, so you have to constantly hack and experiment. So if you're running a YouTube channel, sure, you should be running YouTube ads. If you've got an interesting website, and I'll cover this a bit later in another question on, on, on content marketing and ads, um, then there's no harm in running them to, to ping people off to the next uh, stage of that of the process, maybe checking your website or blog or something like that. Are you missing out if you don't advertise on YouTube? I don't know until you try it, or rather you don't know until you try it, because it might be that actually it's something else you should be also doing. To not experiment is silly. And the reality is everyone has a slightly different product to everyone else, and they have a slightly different vibe or, or way of, of delivering their, their product to everyone else because it's them. And on top of that, they have a slightly different demographic to everyone else because you might be slightly targeting a slightly different maybe different gender, different age group, different values, different interests, different beliefs, and so on. And so as a result, your ads are going to resonate more or less with people uh, than, than the next guy. So that's important to rec recognize. It's a difficult question to answer this. My thoughts on YouTube ads for getting your business's message out is as part of a campaign to push out, so through paid ads, um, the kind of the the values and the, and the content you have, it's a really good idea because of what it means is you're going to get people coming into orbit around you and then they'll see the kind of thing you're, you're all about. Um, as opposed, you know, in terms of selling your product, that can work as well. But you just got to understand that, that the, the, the landscape is shifting slightly. Everyone's aware they're going to get ads. They're also aware that on YouTube, you've got that five second gap when people are ready to hammer away at, at the skip this ad button. And so you've got to really think to yourself, how do you make this ad? How do you make, how do you create that message in five seconds? Is there a message you could really say in five seconds? Sometimes it's not really going to work. And so actually you may be better placed on another platform, but to not experiment is, is a bit silly. So get someone who knows what they're doing and have a little stab at it, I think would be a very, very good idea. Um, so hope that helps a bit, Chilan. You're running a podcast. Arguably, if you have the, the kind of people who listen to your stuff, on the on youtube then then you should be putting out some fun ads on, on youtube as well to, to kind of point them that way but is it the best platform maybe not if you could put paid ads elsewhere uh, on more podcast based platforms you know the likes of of spotify the likes of anchor the likes of uh, even things like soundcloud wherever you have your podcast hosted how can you draw attention to that that's that's what you want to be trying to do uh, next question here is from ibrahim anwar he's asked how can we write content which sells stuff rather than just mentioning how good we are or how good our product is? Wow, this is a massive question. And I'm just going to say that again. How do we write content that sells stuff rather than just mentioning how good we are or how good our product is? The answer, Ibrahim, is you don't. You don't. This is one of the crucial fundamentals of, of content marketing. I'm just looking over to check everyone's in. Yeah, this is so important. If you're going to take notes today, this is arguably one of your big takeaways, so be, be, a, be aware of this one. You don't write content that sells your stuff because people don't want to be sold to. People love to buy, but they hate to be sold to. The whole point of content marketing is you generate content that is giving such value and um, creates such a stimulus that people are compelled to go check you out, okay? So LinkedIn is a 
perfect example of what I'm doing right now is instead of putting links in there to my products or, or talking about how great my product is and saying, hey, guys, you should buy this. And, and you know, and then linking to the, the, the pay for page, you know, the, the, the buying page on my website. Instead, I'm just creating great content. The whole point of content marketing is its entry to the funnel. People are voyeurs. They love to check you out. When you go meet someone at a business networking event, the first thing you do afterwards, you check them on LinkedIn. If you meet someone socially, you probably check them out on Facebook. It'd be weird if you didn't do it, because most people do. But most people will do that. The first thing they do is check you out. So what I want to do is create compelling enough content that people are like, who is this guy? Then they check out your profile, because it's so easy to click on your name. And it's like, oh, 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 interesting. And if they're interested enough, you make it through optimizing your profile simple enough to click through onto your website and so on. If you're interested enough, people will click about and search and check it, check you out. And then they will find that will find a way as long as you've optimized it and you've got a simple process of doing it. They'll find a way of seeing your stuff and then buy from you to just write copy about how great your product is or to go, hey, guys, look how great this product is. It's arguably a bit dangerous because we are without question, because the environment we've created on social media and fusing it with the commercial advert space is we're becoming tremendously numb to adverts. The fact that you see an advert and it says paid promotional material or, or this is an advertisement or sponsored or something like that on it, it instantly has a reaction internally, which makes you to a degree become less receptive. You clam up subconsciously. It's an ad, therefore don't pay as much attention or shut down or barriers up, whatever it is. So to provide something of an advert or sell in your content is dangerous. The answer to your question, Ibrahim, is you don't write content that sells stuff directly. You, you create content that talks about the world, the values, how you help it, and what, you know, experiences, anecdotes, stories, war stories, like that. And through you being interesting and, in the words of Godin, remarkable, people are going to click through and then check you out more. That is how you do it. If there's one takeaway, it's got to be that. That's how it's done. And as a result, if you put fantastic content onto, for instance, lately LinkedIn, and then people are clicking around, they're writing, they're sharing, they're showing a lot of interest. It, you know, share, it, it creates great reach and the audience is engaged. Plenty of them click through and check you out. As a result, like I've posted recently, in something like two, two and a half months, maybe a hundred odd followers, which was all, you know, just because, you know, I, I happened to connect with some people, up to over 2,000. I think it ticked over 2,000 last night, actually. It's just silly, but it's just because you create get engaging content and plenty of those people are checking me out and that's where I'm getting these opportunities coming in from. So there's your answer, it's as simple as that. Um, don't talk about how great your product is. You can talk about your product, but don't be pushed, don't be salesy at all. Just talk about it in the sense of, you know, an, an outcome, a story or a win that someone had as, as a result of engaging with or using your product. That's what people are really interested in. Something that is interesting to share, something that is emotional, something that shows something wonderful happening. And as a result, they'll check you out further. So that's the way to look at it. Um, there's a question here just coming in from Ben Lang. So uh, where do you get your ideas from to consistently produce long form posts on Facebook as opposed to the average person's short Facebook posts? Uh, really good question. 
I was asked something similar like this for this earlier. Uh, someone um, a couple of days ago asked me, where do you get your ideas for your content from? And um, one place to get my ideas from is over 15 years of skin in the game. That's not a brag. That's just time on the pitch. I happen to have been building businesses, working with marketing, working online, selling online marketing for over 15 years now. And as a result, once you've done something long enough, if I played football, for 15 years, if I'd been doing cross-stitch for 15 years, if I'd baked bread for 15 years, I'd have enough stuff to talk about that I can't move for ideas. But that's not a solution to you. I think, Ben, for instance, you're, you're I think you're a good 10 years or so younger than me. That's not particularly useful to say, hey, wait for 15 odd years and you have lots to talk about. The other thing in the short term for stuff to talk about is by having skin in the game every day, working with people rather than chatting about it, rather than just posting stuff for the perception that I have lots to talk about when actually, without actually doing anything, I spend the majority of my time working in this space and actually servicing clients. The majority of my time when I'm not doing something like this is actually spent doing fulfillment of client uh, requests. So, um, you know, delivery of my product or my service, which is the consulting services, which is hacks, which is improving businesses, delivering training, um, coaching leadership teams, things like that. All of that stuff is, is stuff I'm doing every day. And as a result, at the end of every 24 hour period, I've got more things to talk about. Today, stuff will happen that hasn't happened in the past. And I will then have more things to talk about. Where do I get the content from? Just through stuff happening. You can't have any any ideas or inspiration if you're not out on the field doing stuff. If you're not, you know, in on the pitch, as it's known, um, in the trenches or whatever, actually working with people, you'll have nothing to talk about. It's as simple as that. So um, how do you do that? If you've got nothing to talk about because you haven't got any clients yet, go work for people to people. So with people for free, I said free and people go, oh, no, you shouldn't devalue yourself. True. But to the start with, you, you, can't, you haven't got any customers and you've got nothing to talk about. So do three or four jobs for free. Because, that, I mean, there's one job, job, for example, I do. And they don't pay me nearly as much as the other clients do. Um, but it's so stimulating. And there's so many new people every week. And it's so centered at, like, ground zero of sales and what I actually do each day that, Really, it's crazy not to do it because it's so relevant. And I get so much great ideas for content from each week. It's almost like that's the extra that I get from it in terms of it rather than actual money. I just get great ideas because I'm involved so much in that space with it each week. That's why I do it, because it's a great place to operate and learn and have experiences. So I, I once said this to someone about a month ago who was talking about Instagram stories. And anyway, uh, thumbs up if any of you do Instagram stories. By the way, I posted a couple today already. Um, it's massive, by the way. Instagram is is huge, but Instagram stories. I, I post the stories way more than, than than main posts on it. But someone about a month ago said to me, "The problem is, Richard. I know I get it. You're telling me I should be using Instagram stories, but I've got nothing to say. I've got nothing to talk about. People don't want to see. People don't want to see a story of me sitting there watching telly. People don't want to watch a story on Instagram of me, you know, just chilling out at home. That you know, that's not going to be very interesting." think about what, what you were saying. And like, I, I literally, I just remember sitting there for a minute and going, it will get through to you in a second. And then, and then it did. And they're like, oh yeah, 
And I said, this is it. The point is, if you've got nothing to share, that probably is an indicator, isn't it, of what's going on in your world. If you've got nothing to talk about, then you need to get out there and find something to talk about. People who are doing the lifestyle brands, I've got something that someone, uh, happened, it's happened quite a lot actually, with lifestyle brands, it's really difficult to find images for my lifestyle for kind of a luxury brand. Well, if you're not living the life, well then you'll have nothing to take the take pictures of. So you need to go and do it, or are you a bit of a fake, hey? So if you, if you need to, if you wanna talk about something on, in business, but you're not involved in business, well, it's a bit disingenuous, isn't it? It's a little bit of a fake, unless you get into business. Got no one interested in paying you, so you're gonna have to work for free if you really want the content, simple as that. The alternative is wait forever, and then have great content over time after experience, but I think there's a bit of impatience in play for many, so go out, do, and then you've got things to talk about. Don't talk about just stuff other people have done. Don't talk about things you might do in the future. Talk about what you're doing right now. You know, often what you'll find is when I, for instance, this week on a Wednesday, when I um, walk out of the office after seeing uh, the client this week I'm seeing, um, I will literally whip out the phone, Instagram stories, Facebook stories as well, and I'll share what stuff happened. Obviously not sensitive information, but I'll say, you know, here's one of the things that happened today. Here's the lesson that was learned. It's like, I've got stuff to talk about because I'm actually doing it. It's the same for the content. Everything I've written about, Every long copy article, you look at Facebook, there's four years I've had this account on Facebook. Instagram, probably two to three years, uh, probably about three years, and, um, and LinkedIn really since February. Um, you know, that content, that all of that long content is all stuff I've done and lived through, and so that's what it is. If you have nothing to talk about, you need to go find things to talk about. If people aren't gonna be interested in you sitting there watching telly, get off your ass and go do something interesting. And, you know, if you want people to be excited by your brand and, and you being seen or perceived as a particular type of person, you need to go and live and embody that, that kind of world. If you need to be traveling, so go travel. Can't afford it? Well, then you need to find some way to get there. So it's a case of saying, you know, you've got to find that experience, go have it, and then you've got things to talk about. I really hope that helps. Uh, ben, that was a really good question. Uh, Daniel, my wife's a baker. Yes, she is a baker, absolutely. And um, uh, she's an example of someone who posts to... Um, to Instagram, uh, and that's that's perfect. I read, in fact, it's the same principle. She said to me once, I don't have anything to write, uh, also to post an Instagram, because I only do like a cake once a week, maybe. Uh, that's when she's starting out. And it's like, but document the process of building the cake and all the stuff you've done, because that's content in itself, and there's the experience. So she's got plenty she can talk about in the future as well. That's a perfect example of it. So hopefully that helps. It's a very good question, actually, Ben. Thanks very much for that. Uh, next one, Karen Hansen um, has written, Hi, Richard, a two-part question. Do you have any advice for making cross-platform media marketing easier on a small to medium business uh, without employing a team? Uh, yeah, a lot of people ask this in terms of, uh, you know, how can I save money? The great way uh, to produce content these days, I find, is exactly as I'm doing right now instead of producing content for Instagram, then going and producing content for Facebook, then going and producing content for YouTube. What I'm doing right now is I'm doing it all at the same time. I'm streaming live on Instagram, I'm streaming live on Facebook, and I'm streaming live on, on, on YouTube. And once that's done, firstly, all three platforms will have a load of content. Secondly, there is uh, content I can now repurpose. 
So I will then download that file, the MP4, the video, and I will take a couple of snippets and make them into short videos. And you might see them on, online later this week on Facebook, uh, on, on, on LinkedIn, for instance. I did one last week and it was like a minute or two uh, from a previous Q&A. So then there might be stills or shots that are used in images from the Q&A um, or the questions that come up. I mean, one of the reasons why I did this in the first place wasn't just to, uh, you know, look at myself and enjoy uh, spouting out my ideas and my philosophies on things. It's actually to understand what's going on in, in on the marketplace and you know, what are the real problems that people are coming up with. And then my, my answering these questions many times over and over again across the years um, have meant I've honed my answers. And every time I'm answering a question, it helps me in future content that I might produce, maybe in producing another um, uh, Q&A answer to a similar question, or of course producing something like a, a blog post, because then I've, I remember, I'll, I'll remember, oh yeah, I answered that question a while back about this, that person asked that, and sometimes you get questions that are the same, but sometimes it's something different. So it's all very valuable stuff, and that's how you repurpose it. Repurpose it. So even blog articles, come out of this Q&A because it, strum, it kind of drums up ideas and inspires me to, to talk about certain things. Uh, so, so that's how I do it. So my advice is uh, do it little, do it often. Document as well, that's the, that's the main thing. Don't just do one polished post about how great you are. Focus on the climb, the journey. People love to know what's going on behind the scenes because it feels like a story and people really buy into that. But also repurpose that content. So take your content, break it up and then use it in different ways because then you're kind of, uh, you're not having to create brand new content every single time. It saves you a lot of, a lot of hassle doing it that way. Uh, Karen, your second part of your question was regarding vlog content. What's your opinion, uh, what in your opinion are the strategic wins do's and don'ts for optim, optimum audience connection. Look, with vlog content, you need to very quickly start listening to your audience. So at the start, you need to start engaging with them and saying, look, what is it you need? You know, what, what is it you wanna hear? And the first couple of people who jump in on your vlog and who stick, and those that you've spoken to, you say, hey, would you come and listen to it? They're the people you need to thank and say, you know, thanks so much for, for listening to the vlog or for watching it. And of course, then you're going to get some great feedback uh, and more, more likely they'll come again. But you'll be able to say, what is it you think I should cover again next time? Um, if ever I need help with some content, some ideas on what I might produce next, I've just got to hop on one of the platforms and ask. And then people will give me a response. Maybe do a poll on Instagram stories. Maybe just, record, you know, do a question on, on Facebook and ask your audience to respond to you. Um, but the strategic wins of a blog are that if it's almost not the content, it sounds crazy, it's almost not the content that matters, but the vlog, the point is that people get to buy into you a bit as well. When the world is producing media at such an immense rate, what you need to do is stand out People think that means their content has to be different. The substance of the content is often the same as anyone else's, as if I've got the same, my, a, a unique uh, opinion on things. I doubt it. I think everyone uh, has different views to a degree, but it's not like I'm, I'm that unique in the sense that I've said something completely different for every question I've ever asked, answered. Uh, the reality is that many people maybe have similar views to me, but what's, what's different or unique is it's me. 
So some people just think I'm an idiot. Some people don't like the voice, the accent, the English thing. Some people have a problem with uh, a guy being on, on video. Someone earlier this week on LinkedIn said, nothing personal, I just don't watch videos ever. I only read content, that's words. But maybe there are people that, that actually dig you and think you're a good guy and you have something to say and if they're bought into you, then the win, the real strategy behind using vlog content is that people are bought into you, the personality. It helps with familiarity and trust as well, which are two things that are essential to get a deal or any business closed or anything like that. If you want people to buy from you, if you want people to respond when you ask for something, they need to feel familiar with you so they're comfortable, so they trust you. Without that, they won't trust you and of course things will feel a bit dodgy, especially if you're selling potentially to people the other side of the planet that you're never gonna meet. So there needs to be a sense of, yeah, that person's genuine and they have consistently been genuine for a long time. I get, I feel like I've almost got the connection with them, I feel like I'm almost there with my understanding well, simply because I'm, I'm with them all the time. And a comment here on Instagram, uh, yeah, they are easier to identify when there's a face behind the voice. I know you might be scared or shy, but if you can just put you personally out there, your physical persona, humans interact socially. It's one of the top things that are important to them. So if you interact with them on this kind of level so they can see you and feel you, rather than hiding behind something, it's transparency that breeds some familiarity there. And then people feel comfortable, then they're more likely to spend more time in your space, okay? So that, that's the big win. Do's and don'ts for optimum audience connection. One of the crazy things is don't have crap audio. This lapel mic is only like 50 quid. Uh, that's uh, from Rhoda, uh, I think it's a Danish brand. Really high quality. It means that it just makes such a difference. If you have a highly produ well produced video, but with crap audio, it's stunning how it really affects it and makes it sound really amateurish. Conversely, you can have kind of weak video, but with great audio, it really makes a big difference. So think about that. It's funny, over Christmas I needed a new mic, um, uh, and, and needed new headphones rather for my, for, my, um, for my phone when I was you know, listening to audiobooks or whatever. And so I actually said as a stocking filler at Christmas, could I have some new headphones, but could I have this particular brand with a mic built in please? And everyone was like, do you want to listen to music? No, I was for vlogging. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, won't li I won't walk to the station listening, just listening to audiobooks. I would often do a, a story or a vlog or something like I mentioned earlier. And so really, um, you know, that audio thing's a big deal. With the exception of Instagram stories and Facebook stories where it's portrait mode with your mobile here like this, actually you should be recording in landscape. One of the most amateurish things you can do when you're vlogging is hold your phone up like that to record if you're doing selfie mode. I don't think many, excuse me, many people do anymore, but if you do, you'll end up with the video in the middle and then black bars either side. Rotate it, turn off your lock if you have it to, uh, uh, to kind of always keep it in portrait mode so it will rotate and you have it landscape. It's just a bit more natural there. Things like that make a big difference. Someone called Sunny Lena Dutsi, uh, you should check her out on Google. Uh, she's um, uh, very, very focused on how to produce good YouTube videos. I'd check her out if I was you. Uh, so that would help. But the bottom line is for optimum audience engagement, it's really, really simple. What you need to be doing is engaging with the audience on this, on the calls themselves. But you also need to engage with them when you're off your calls and your, your vlogs and your, your content, your things like that. You get involved in the community. One of the biggest reasons why I'm doing well on, on LinkedIn and one of the things that most people don't want to do 
is just spend time commenting and liking and speaking to people the little tiny bits of comments on other people's comments that are on other people's posts that makes you part of the conversation that's the kind of stuff that makes you kind of get you on the inside and then people share you know and get involved in your stuff as well you can't just produce content and let people share it all and engage on their own you have to be part of the community there okay so that that really is important thanks very much uh, uh, for that question uh, just let you know um next week i will be doing the q a as usual on monday uh, on Thursday, uh, so who I don't know if anyone remember, I'm going to announce here. Some of you may remember back in October last year, I had a massive surgery uh, on my abdomen. Um, because of some complications, I've got another operation I have to have next Thursday. So uh, I will probably be a bit out of action then, uh, but I hope to be out of off, out of the um, uh, out of the hospital. If not that day, then the next day. Uh, and um, and then backfighting for, for the for the following um, Q and A. But all this to say, uh, the, because of the operation is is to deal with a, a bit of an issue I've got, and that's uh, across my stomach again. Uh, and it means I have only so much energy, and I get a bit worn out. So uh, that's kind of what was happening last year. I had to take it easy. Uh, but it will mean uh, the Q and A's probably keep going. Uh, but I'm just going to perhaps be sharing a little bit less in the back end the next week. And those clients of mine, I'll be uh, letting you know that I'm uh, uh, perhaps not going to be doing quite as much work on that Thursday, Friday, okay? Because I'll be under the knife, as they say. Uh, so just uh, I just popped into my head that announcement I needed to make. A um, couple more questions. So Safer Kaya's asked if you would say focus on the fundamentals regarding content marketing. What would that mean to you? It's consistency you have to be consistent try and deliver every single day at least something if you only posted once or twice to facebook every day once to instagram uh once to linkedin you'd probably do really well um ideally share your stories the stories are like as you move through the day you share things as you go but that's, it doesn't have to be too much um otherwise otherwise focus on delivering great value and very, very much uh, away from um, uh, uh, things that are going to be self-promotional in, in the sense of, you know, kind of selling things. And another point, ironically, is don't put links in as much as possible. Don't put links into other platforms because you'll be throttled. The traffic will be throttled. Uh, but also it looks spammy and it looks like you're trying to push yourself too much. You've got to focus on on the content marketing, uh, which is the actual delivery of, of the value itself. Um, I do think as well when it comes to, to the fundamentals that you must understand that it's probably 10%, I think the saying is 10% content, 90% distribution. So the moment I produced a bit of content, if I took an example of the LinkedIn post I did one earlier today, posted on LinkedIn, and then I'm everywhere I can be to make sure that there's an awareness that there's that post gone out. Okay, so there are certain groups I'm in that will help promote those. My premium uh, Entrepreneur Business Club on Slack, uh, which you can find um, by, by DMing me, I'll send you the, the, uh, the link to it. Uh, you know, that's a place where we can help each other uh, with engagement on posts on LinkedIn. But I, I will do a lot to make sure that people are aware of produce this content. Maybe you share a post on LinkedIn, on, a, on Facebook or something like that as well, because what you need is for people to see it. There's no problem with doing great content if it doesn't get you anywhere. Another fundamental is you need to audit how well your content is doing. People say forget the vanity metrics. No, 
it's very valuable to check your vanity metrics. If you're getting lots of likes and clicks, well, that's valuable because it means your audience is showing a keenness. If you're not getting any shares, it means it wasn't sufficiently good that people wanted to have it, you know, wear it on their own profile as, as content coming from them. They didn't necessarily feel that compelled to share it with their audience. And that's an interesting sign as well. If people want to share your stuff, it means you've probably done something quite profound. But here's the big fundamental, which a lot of people miss. Make sure that your content allows for the viewer or audience to be able to map themselves back to you, either phone call, email, website, purchasing something, whatever it might be. For us, from anything like this, all of these um, uh, platforms I'm using, if you then click on my name, you can find a profile, you can then find a website, and then everything is there, very straightforward to drive you back to the website or to wherever you need to be. So make sure you've optimized so that if you're getting thousands of people checking you out, they're not just hitting this wall and not knowing where to go uh, to kind of do anything else. Um, at last check, it was interesting, I, I checked, I think in the last like month or so, over a thousand people have checked out my profile on LinkedIn. So they better have a simple way to go through to find out my, my information, otherwise I'm wasting that really highly qualified traffic. And that's really an important point. I think a lot of people produce great content, but they don't, they, they, they don't market it. And once they've marketed it, they don't provide a simple way to then get through to ask more questions or, or engage or take some kind of call to action or buy. So that's really essential. Uh, next question here is from Andrew Hall. I'd like you to break down content marketing. What is content marketing? Make it simple again, because I often get quite lost in my new shy of content marketing. Content marketing is actual content that's value based, I feel, is the best type. And marketing, it means you distribute it in a way that you are trying to target a certain readership or, or viewership uh, or, of people that ultimately will map back to being customers or at the very least advocates for you in, and your brand in general. The worst case, what I want, and this might happen immediately or might take a year to happen, the worst case is that I want everyone to, that ever sees my stuff to see it and think, that's a good guy, I'll check him out again. And at the very least, even if they don't do anything like write or share or something like that, the fact that they've jumped in and checked it out helps boost further reach and, and, and you know, help, helps me produce my message uh, uh, to, to, to more and more people. Um, but ideally, what you want is your content to, have, uh, to be marketed in such a way or, or, or shared in such a way that it ultimately allows people to find their way back to the thing you're ultimately you know, maybe trying to help you uh, push, which is a movement selling something, getting new clients, trying to have a political uh, um, angle on things, whatever it might be, you need it to ultimately end in an action from people. And that's the point. Otherwise, it's just content with no purpose. So it has to have some purpose to it. So hopefully that, that helps, Andrew. Um, let's just finish up here, I think, because uh, I, I will need to have a bit of a, a break, uh, I think. So um, I'm being a bit this is really familiar. It's back back at the end of uh, towards the end of the summer last year, I was starting to have a, get a bit tired from uh, from all of the uh, aches and pains of the body. Uh, but uh, hopefully, this operation next week will sort things out. But let's do one more question. So John Brooker's asked, "Do you need to use paid advertising to bring attention to your content marketing 
and how would you do it? I think it was an interesting question because uh, John and I uh, were recently in touch and he was saying how SEO against, so search engine optimizations against blogs is becoming a little less effective these days. Um, I think he was saying how in some pl platforms such as on a Facebook fan page or company page, as you might know it, uh, really you're gonna get like, so organic traffic is almost at zero unless you, you pay to play. Do you need to use paid advertising to bring attention to your content marketing? No, you don't need to. Should you try? Yes. I'm gonna leave you with a really important strategy, I think would, which would make a really big difference uh, if, you're, if you're trying to do content marketing. My feeling is the best way to deliver here is to provide great content that is simply to produce interest in your brand and what you do so people check you out and then in their on their own terms because they like to buy they hate to be sold to remember they'll find your content for your website and then your purchase pages and go from there so it's almost it's almost like i don't know bono at a u2 art conference concert, concert wouldn't say buy our t-shirts he just produces great music and if someone loves his music they'll check out his website then they'll find the merchandise, then they'll buy the t-shirt. Do you see what I mean? So it's almost an indirect, it's a far more pleasant way of selling. And, and if you do it right, you'd be better than if you're ultimate, uh, manually cold calling people and things like that. But when it comes to adverts, I feel that whilst adverts work for some types of products, it's a very good idea to run adverts against your content that is simply got the purpose of bringing more people in to see your content. If my content maps back to my website where people can buy a service or buy a product or engage me more to help me achieve whatever goals I've got, then that bit's very important, that bit's done. So what I need to do is just get masses of people into orbit around my content. So it might be foreign to a lot of people to produce adverts where the ROI isn't a buy of, an, of a product or a service, but actually it's a better, a better way to do it sometimes, just to focus on the paid ads driving traffic um, to you, to your content, because that's a very low pressure commitment to just check out your stuff. What it does is, the, as I said earlier, it's the entry point to your funnel. The entry point to your funnel should be a huge amount of people checking out your stuff. This is an example of it you're checking out right now. If I have something that's interesting, it might stick and you might want to stay with me again uh, in the future. It's not that I'm trying to sell something to you, it's just I think I can help. My why, genuinely, isn't trying to sell units of my course or consulting. That's necessary from some of you in order that I can continue, because in this world you need cash in order to live. But my why genuinely is helping because I'm that I'm just built that way. I love helping people, and I think because I am, and I'm, I'm an authority on certain things. I'm not an authority on zookeeping. I am an authority on selling because I've done it for such a long time. So I think I can help with that, and it's been shown in evidence that I'm really good at doing it. So as a result, that's where I want to be. So. My end goal is, is to have people share and engage with the ideas and the, the tips and the practical value that can help them have an impact on their lives in the same way as business marketing and sales did in my life, okay? I've got enough money to live on, that's great. It's just more a case of I wanna share that message and so that's why I'm doing it. 
Um, and so it's a great way to uh, uh, kind of perpetuate producing great content is because you know that will help people. But what I really want is for people to say, hey, that was great. I'm going to check that person out more and share it with my friends and things like that as well. So that, that's really important. If you want more information on this, hook up with me on, on Facebook. So it's richardmore.official. Uh, on Instagram, the.richard.more. Uh, on LinkedIn, it's Richard James Moore. And Moore, by the way, is M-O-O-R-E. Um, so hook up me there, and I would love to uh, speak with you more. So DM me if you need any help. Otherwise, more questions on, on content marketing, please put them in the posts uh, I, I, I've been writing or on these streams, and I'll get to you. But otherwise, have a wonderful day and a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Some really good questions. So thank you to, uh, to Ben, Chilan, uh, Andrew, Ibrahim, Karen, Safer, and John. And have a massive day. I'll check you out soon. So thanks so much, Instagram. And uh, also, thanks very much, everyone on Facebook. I can see you. Uh, thank you, Venu. Thank you, George. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Susa. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Ajani. I will speak to you in a moment. Thank you, Daniel. And, and so on. I've got the page there. And um, 